Welcome to the Men of Iron Podcast, changing a culture one man at a time. At Men of Iron, we equip men and grow godly leaders through creating and sustaining one-to-one and micro-group mentorships. Go to menofiron.org for more info. Thanks for listening. Welcome to the Men of Iron Podcast, live from Supply in Mannheim, PA. I'm here with my partner in crime, Garrett Barbush. What's going on, G? Oh, Steve, another day in the land of milk and honey, just trying to live the dream. Man, the dream is being lived. We are excited for this episode. Today's episode is brought to you by Castle Science, professional vehicle branding, including fleet graphics, vehicle wraps, and design. Serving Lancaster County with two locations in Mannheim and Smoketown. We love Castle Signs. What do you think? Smoketown. That's their, Smoke new, that's their new, uh, <laughs> new location down there at Smoketown. So go to castleteam.com for all your design needs. We are excited for today's episode. Let's welcome in Jason Lance from River Tree Christian Church in Star County, Ohio. Jason is the vision leader at River Tree. River Tree has grown to seven churches in Star County, Ohio, and has helped plant dozens of new churches around the world. Welcome, Jason. Good to be with you guys. What's going on? I uh, just love my time here visiting. Yeah, so Jason Lance, fellow uh, Malone University alum. Back when you were there, it was still Malone College. Malone College. Like when I Go was Go Pioneers, there. yeah. Did they ever send you a new uh, diploma? Because I never got a new diploma. I, I, I'm not sure if I got one diploma at the beginning. <laughs> I don't know. I... <laughs> well, just to kind of give our viewers a little bit of a background, Jason and I were uh, introduced to each other from... Um, uh, the late Steve Marshall uh, mm-hmm. from uh, Mission View Church, and man, we miss Steve, mm-hmm. but uh, Steve connected to both of us, and man, good things have, have, have happened ever since then. That's right. Uh, and man, I'm just grateful that you're in town and uh, have really enjoyed building our relationship over the last, I guess it's a little bit over a year now, yep. um, but looking forward to just really good things happening out mm-hmm. in Ohio. Uh, Jason introduced Men of Iron to Brian Ziegler. BZ. Uh, Brian Ziegler was mentored and discipled by Jason. Uh, and so we all know uh, all the good things that are happening in Ohio that God's doing out there with uh, Brian's intentionality of coming on part-time. Well, now we've made the decision to bring him on full-time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that all goes back to our initial conversations here with Jason. And even before that with Steve Marshall. So I love how God works. So Jason, welcome to Mannheim, Pennsylvania, my man. Yeah, we're happy to have you, man. We are thankful for you sending us BZ our way because we just love him, man. He's a good guy. He is. He is. Yeah. So we are going to start today's podcast out with take five. So this is five questions for Jason. You ready for this? Ready? All right, here we go. Question number one, what is one of your favorite childhood memories? Man, Uh, I used to play football after school with the same five or six guys in the side yard all the way to dinner almost every day. Hmm. I'm not kidding. Almost every day. It doesn't get any better than that. No. I drive by out that street now, you know, and there's this pine tree that I used to be able to, you know, almost jump over, and it's just massive. Hmm. And I drive by and think, man, that was great. That's that was, so cool. That's the way life should be. Those are the best memories, man. <laughs> now they're now they're playing Fortnite. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Now my son's in the basement uh, playing Fortnite. It's sad. As soon I as mean, he gets off the bus. I remember that too as a kid. I mean, you just stayed out till I mean, until you couldn't see anymore. You just <laughs> yeah. stayed out playing ball. My, the rule was once the street lights are on, you're home. Man. That's right. Street lights are coming on, you better be home. Mm-hmm. So. All right, Jason. Take five. Question number two. What or who inspires you? You know, I'm inspired by people that are willing to take a risk. 
So you were talking about Brian Ziegler. Mm -hmm. I love that guy because yeah. he's not afraid to go for it. Yep. In everything he does, he's out there. And so I would just say anyone that's, that's willing to put themselves out there, especially uh, because of something that God put in their heart to do, it's a, a lot of times we talk, I think we talk about doing big stuff for the kingdom and for God, um, but we never do anything. Yeah. And so the person, even if they fall flat on their face, um, I always tell my son, I'm like, if, if you're going to fail, I want you to fail big. I want mm. you to go for it. Love that. And I'm proud of you for failing big, for yeah. going for it and taking a risk. Yep. So um, first thing that popped in there was just someone like Brian that goes after it. Yeah, we talked about that this morning, just all that audacious faith. I love that. Question three for take five is, what's the hardest thing you've ever had to do? You know, um, I'm the kind of person that loves new things. Um, I look back on my life. I, I'm always starting new stuff. One of the hardest things for me to do is stay. Mm. <laughs> That's like yeah. sounds awful just even saying it, right? <laughs> the feeling of like, I might get stuck here. I have to stay in this thing. Or um, So, so the, the hardest thing probably till the day I die will be to be consistent, to do the last 30% of something, mm. uh, to really stay and make sure something's great and not just look at the next shiny thing and go after it. Yeah. What a great attribute, though, that you, you recognize that, though. That's, that's yeah. half the battle sometimes. Yep. So. Awesome. So question four for take five is, what's the best book you've read recently or maybe currently reading? Mm. Oh. Sorry, guys. No, you're good. He's really thinking about this yeah. one. You know, this, so I was thinking about all these different leadership books and stuff, but I've been reading the, the old school Calvin and Hobbes books with my kids before bed. <laughs> I'm being serious. I love those it. are so funny. I love oh, yeah, have you read stuff. those? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, yes. okay, like fourth grade. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love those books, man. <laughs> sorry. So, yeah, we're, you know, we're always trying to read all these leadership books and, and books about disciple making and missional communities and our church being on mission and stuff. But to be real with you, like, Love Calvin it. and Hobbes right now. It's love hilarious. It. I just love stuff. it. Yeah. <laughs> so love, it. <laughs> love it. All right. So this is our final question for take five. And this ties back to the man we were just talking about. Give us your favorite BZ story. Brian Ziegler Brian Ziegler story. story. Yeah, you oh got a gosh. bunch of them. But like if you could <laughs> oh my give gosh. us a 30 All right. Well, version. let me just tell you. So, so when I met Brian, you know, he's he's – he loves Jesus. He's just kind of getting into it. And he would always do what we, he would go cowboy on us, which means he just doesn't follow the rules. All right. <laughs> Such so, a maverick. Right. He is. So, um, so he's like, so, hey, we should go on one of these trips. We should go on this trip uh, to another country, a mission trip. I said, okay, so I do what you're supposed to do. I, I look for an organization that already does that stuff, that already has a system and a plan, and you go with them, and you have someone else lead you on the trip. Well, that's not what he meant. <laughs> he just wanted to go on a trip. I said, well, what are we going to do on the trip? He goes, we'll figure it out when we get there. We'll just book awesome. the tickets. We'll just go down there, and Jesus mm. will show up. That's what he does. So great. So anyway, that's – and he meant it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So we've reined him in a little bit, but that's still in there, I know. He's, Cowboy he's, up, a, he's now at least open to some structure and a little bit of like, hey, we got to think this through a little bit. Oh, so, yeah. oh man, that's what we love about BZ, way, though. Jason. <laughs> he brought you a long way. Well, again, man, we thank you for being here. Um, you know, one of the things that we felt like we could really uh, use this particular podcast uh, interview for and, and this particular episode um, is. Uh, number one, I want you to describe a little bit uh, what the vision leader at River Tree uh, Christian Church does, because 
I, in our experiences in working with churches, um, and even in, in running with Men of Iron, um, I, I think you guys have really, you and your elders and, and your leadership there, have really figured out um, what your sweet spot is in regards to, to visionary, but also understanding that with the strengths of a visionary also come the weaknesses. And, and what I've heard from you recently is that you guys have really surrounded you, yourself, um, with the right leadership that helps you stay in your lane of visionary. And, and I think that that is just so crucial and important. And it's actually something that we're working toward here at Men of Iron. And so um, it's really been inspired by, you know, um, watching you guys do it and, and watching you kind of transition into this new position. And then I want to talk about the One Leadership Center, yeah, uh, the One Center, and then also kind of talk a little bit more about River Tree Christian Church. But tell our listeners and viewers what you are tasked with in regards to being the vision leader at River Tree Christian Church. Sure. Uh, so really, uh, my goal is to stay in prayer as much as I can and stay accountable as much as I can to our elders and uh, together really pray about what God uniquely wants River Tree to do um, to help people know Jesus and become uh, disciples of Jesus Christ and to make disciples of Jesus Christ. And um, I know that every church wants to do that, but I do believe that every church has a very unique identity in who they are. And so it's not generic, right? And so my role is really to continue to pray and then listen. It's not always to pray and go do something. Mm -hmm. It's to pray and then bring that to the elders and, and, and get feedback from them. It's to go to our campus pastors and to hear what God is saying to them as they're uniquely in their context and pastoring their people, to go to our staff, to go to our, our volunteer leaders that are leading our missional communities and, and uh, really out there doing it, and, and then really to, to take bold steps in faith to say, how are we going to steward what God has given us? Um, we, we have a great history at River Tree. You know, I'm, I'm just jumping in here at a specific point in the history of our church, but for since 1964 was when the church was planted, and wow. there's been so many great leaders that have come before me that did the same thing and did it well, and I really believe I'm getting to stand on their shoulders right now. So there's a lot to steward, yeah, and it's a humbling cool. thing, you know, like you don't want to mess it up, right. you know, and so we're really saying, God, not what could we do, because there's a lot of organizations out there to partner with, there's a lot of great programs out there a church can do, um, but really more, uh, what should we do? God, yeah. what uniquely do you want us to do that matches with our identity? And so my role is to keep us on point with that, be clear about the vision, uh, and really just share that vision with our core elders, forward team, campus pastors, and staff in a way that we're all heading in the same direction at the same time for mm -hmm. the same thing. So if you could, and again, I know like so many churches are not set up in this way. So many churches are kind of set up in a way where there is a lead pastor, and that lead pastor may you know, speak a majority of the time. He's the one that's preaching the word. Uh, you know, Maybe he's charged with leading staff uh, and managing staff. In some cases, an executive pastor maybe does that. Um, but you, yourself, your elders recognize the gift in you to be a dreamer and to be a visionary. And they have set things up in a way that have allowed you to stay in that lane. So you don't oversee any particular campus. Um, you speak, I think you said last time I talked to you, maybe half, 26 weeks out of the year, maybe. Mm -hmm. Is that right? Um, and then you've got somebody on staff that's managing campus pastors, but you're still available to meet with them when, when necessary. Is that correct? Yeah, so, you know, our church is in a unique season where, you know, we're maturing to an, another level. We're, we're what I would call a network of churches now. 
And so, you know, if you have seven churches spread out all over the place with pastors that really see themselves as the primary missionary to their context, you got to let them lead. You got to empower them. You got to let them listen to Jesus, get in the word, listen to their team and their people. Um, and at the same time, you've got to um, tie everything together and make sure that they are a part of something bigger, mm. that it's not just a rogue operation on the side. Mm -hmm. And so we've really, it's been an evolution to get there, a maturation to get there. We're not there yet. We have a lot of things that we can do better and work out, but that's where we're heading. So I, uh, the main campus, our Jackson campus, has kind of been um, kind of the mothership, if you will, that has launched all of these churches over the years. Uh, we started our first campus in 2005. Mm -hmm. Um, and just started two churches uh, about a year and a half, two years ago, uh, to get to six and seven. Um, and we've also partnered with a lot of churches all over Ohio to plant churches that aren't necessarily our campuses. Um, and so as we've moved down that path, um, the person that sits in my seat, our, the role has changed. Mm -hmm. um, my role used to be the, the, the person that spoke you know, three out of four weekends at the Jackson campus, because that just was the biggest one. That's where everybody was at. But now... You know, I still speak quite a bit there, 50, 55, 60% of the time, depending on the year. Um, but there's a Jackson campus pastor, uh, Scott Nelson. He's a great guy, and, and he has a, a passion and a vision for Jackson Township, for that specific church. He wants to see a missionary on every street in Jackson and a missional community in every neighborhood in Jackson. And he's leading his team, his staff, to get there. And so my role now, even when I speak at the Jackson campus, is to serve him and to serve that staff and to serve that church and just use the gifts God's given me to build up that church towards that mission. That's but awesome. see, even that church, even though it's the biggest one, it's under this bigger umbrella that all of our churches have of what we're calling One Church Movement. Mm -hmm. And One Church Movement is really our passion is that we want to send 20,000 missionaries in the next seven years. Mm -hmm. we want to, and that means church planters, but that also means the teacher, the business guy, the person that has the neighbor that they want to see know Jesus Christ, we want to empower and send people as missionaries. And it really is that bigger umbrella that ties us all together. Well, let's talk about those 20,000 missionaries because that was one of the reasons we wanted to have you on this particular yeah. episode. And, and there's a, a new initiative that's getting ready to be launched yeah. uh, that River Tree is, is behind. It's not necessarily a River Tree branded thing, but it's, it's you guys are, are definitely driving this initiative and tell me if I'm wrong, but uh, is the One Center. So um, I don't know if you can yeah. fill us in a little bit about the One Center and tell our listeners and viewers what, what's happening at the One Center and, and how we're involved in that as far as Men of Iron yeah. goes and all that yeah. good stuff. Yeah, so we're really excited about this. It's, it's kind of still in process. It'll probably launch early 2019. Um, but, you know, to send 20,000 missionaries, we know that it's going to have to be much bigger than just River Tree brand. Um, we can't just add a campus with 200 people and expect to send that many people for Christ. And, you know, in our county where we live, uh, there's 375,000 people in Stark County, mm -hmm. and God wants every one of them to know Jesus. And so Amen. we're not going to pull that off if we don't start linking arms with other people. Amen. So we knew that we would have to have a platform that was bigger than just any one of our campuses. And so um, that's where One Center for Leadership came from. Um, we've been praying about the right location for about a year and a half now, and we think that God has shown us where that is. It's going to be right in the heart of Canton, Ohio, um, and it really is going to be a platform to multiply kingdom leaders. Mm -hmm. We want to multiply kingdom leaders, uh, not just in the church slice of the pie, like church planners, yes, we'll keep doing that, but we want to see kingdom leaders in business, in education, 
in government and nonprofit and technology and arts and entertainment and neighborhoods and families, like all of these different um, domains that make up any community, we want to see the church, the big C church, um, in all of those. And so um, this one center for leadership, the goal is to multiply kingdom leaders into all of those spaces. It's phenomenal. I love it. So talk a little bit more about, you know, um, after we had met and, and spent some time together, Jason, uh, you came to me with this idea. And you warned me at the time, like, I don't know when this is going to happen. I don't know how. Uh, it was very much premature. Right. But since that conversation, things have progressed tremendously yeah. uh, to the point that uh, Men of Iron is an organization. We've pulled the trigger on a full-time hire mm -hmm. in, in Ohio and Brian mm -hmm. Ziegler. Um, and then obviously the question was, well, where's Brian going to work? Yeah. Uh, and then that's when you and I continued the conversation. Yeah. So talk a little bit about, um, practically speaking, what yeah. the One Center is going to look like, right. who's going to be involved, what, yeah, some of the, yeah. the details of that. Yeah, so you know, right away, uh, one of the ways that we've seen God kind of bring this together is we, we prayed that God would bring the right people to be at the core and the heart of this as collaborative impact organizations. That's what we're calling them, collaborative impact organizations. So, um, you know, we're thinking five to ten organizations that really have the DNA of multiplying kingdom leaders and what they already do in a very collaborative spirit to know that like, yeah, what they're doing is important, but they want to link arms with other organizations that share the same DNA, but are in different lanes. And you guys, you guys do that so well. Garrett, I recognize that in you right away, and as I got to know your staff and your board, and um, I just see that, that you guys have a kingdom heart where you want to just see Jesus everywhere, but you also are very focused on doing what you do in an excellent way. Um, the way that you're mentoring men, the way that you're going after guys, loving Jesus and living that out in those five Fs mm. is such a big deal. Um, and so we want to see Brian and his team. We want to see them in one center for leadership as a collaborative impact organization. That means they'll be in there every day. It also means you're going to be doing your trainings out of there, conferences out of there. Um, you're, all the things that you are doing in the Canton region is kind of going to be based out of the center. You know, and it's, it excites me to think about, you know, having our uh, – here just locally, for example, in Lancaster and Mannheim – um, you know, we're scrambling every year to find a church that will host us for, you know, 300 mentors and protégés. Uh, when I look at Canton, Ohio, for example, in the One mm -hmm. Center, it's there's not going to be scrambling. That's going to be our headquarters out there. Yeah. It's not just going to be office space, right. uh, but it's going to be a space where we can actually execute yeah. uh, the ministry that, that God has called us to. So that excites me, number one. Um, number two is I see it as a hub where... We can reach out to all of our local mentors and protégés and say, hey, guys, if you need a place to have your meeting, right. uh, you need a place to, to meet as mentor and protégé or meet as a micro group, one center is where you can go to have those meetings. Right. And yeah. So, yeah. We wanted it to be a, a platform where even other churches um, would feel like, hey, we can all collaborate here. Collaboration is a nice word that everybody throws out there, but to actually do it, like you need a neutral spot. You need a, a credible spot. You need a spot where multiple people can be together um, that, maybe, that maybe are all churches or all nonprofits, um, but that can do something together. And um, so we really want that. So, you know, if, if you're listening to this and 
you're a mentor or a protege with Men of Iron and you're connected to a church in Stark County or near the Canton area, we want you to come there and be a part of it. Um, and you're going to meet all kinds of like-minded people that are all about Men of Iron, but you're also going to meet a bunch of like-minded people that love these other organizations that are in there. That's awesome. And Jason, if you could, um, we are having just some visual complications right now, but audio <laughs> is fine. But um, as far as what the One Center is going to be focused on, obviously that's going to be a component of sending out the 20,000 mm -hmm. uh, missionaries. But talk a little bit more about those things that are going to be um, – I guess basically executed by one center. You talked yeah. about the, the four C's. Yeah. Um, if you could just expand on those a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to do four main things uh, for every organization out of the one center. The first are cohorts. And okay. these are, you know, these are journeys of 12 months, 24 months, sometimes maybe longer, where you have a bunch of like-minded leaders mm -hmm. that are taking a journey together to get to the next level. A lot of times those are facilitated by an expert or somebody um, that's been an expert in their field. Um, so co cohorts will, all, will always be going out of the One Center for any organization that's in there. We're going to do conferences there. So this could be uh, a Men of Iron conference that's kind of internal and you have all of your regional folks show up or all your mentors show up from the Northeastern Ohio region. Um, but it could also be a bigger conference too. We're going to have conferences in there that are just general mission conferences where we want to see thousands of people come to Northeast Ohio just to see what God is up to. Um, so there'll be a lot of conferences, internal and external. There'll be collaborative workspace there. So there's all kinds of people sitting at home, working out of a home office or something that just want to be around cool people, right? Want to, want to be around people that are doing something that matters. And there'll be a lot of spaces where there's collaborative workspace uh, and then finally, there'll be coaching. What I'm noticing is, is that we don't do a good enough job of bringing the generations together. Mm. And so in our area, at least, I found a lot of people that have a lifetime of expertise to give away in coaching, and they just want someone to give it to. So we're going to have like these venture kingdom leaders that sign up for a process of about 12 months where they are coached by people that have been there, done that, and are for them. So it sounds awesome. very similar to the ministry I know of. Oh, yeah. It's about mentoring or guys or something. I don't know. Yeah, when I hear multiplied kingdom leaders, I just love that because you talked about the DNA of, you know, the One Center and, and Men of Iron just matching up so well, and it just just fits to exactly what we, what, what we want to do and what our vision is. Yeah, just, you know, for the viewers and listeners, you know, we sat in here this morning, and, and Jason and, and one of your elders came along with you, and one of the, you know, uh, other guys that's kind of spearheading this whole One Center thing is, is sitting here with our staff and our board, and we're, we're talking through the details of all that. Mm -hmm. um, and it, it just was confirmation to us, you know, that in order for Men of Iron to continue to change a culture, uh, well, and we're not even changing, God's changing a culture, mm -hmm. but for us to be part of that process of changing a culture, one man, one family, one church, one community at a time, as we've made this decision to grow and expand in, in the Stark County area, mm -hmm. uh, in Ohio, it just made sense for us to say, yeah, like we need to have a presence there in Ohio. We need to have a space for Brian to work out of. We yep. need a place for Brian to feel like he's maybe part of the team. Um, and, and I just, I, I think this is so far beyond Stark County. It's so far beyond Northeast Ohio. We're looking at this as not even an Ohio thing, but and I know that's what the One Center is all about. Is part of the logo is going to have this kind of global mm -hmm. perspective to it, and, <laughs> yeah, and I love, love the fact that yeah. um, 
you know, this is going to be part of changing leaders all over the world. So it's just awesome. Well, it, and it comes out of a, a, you know, this isn't just some cool idea. I, I really feel like this is from the Lord. Mm -hmm. um, I really feel that the Lord has something special for Northeast Ohio. Like I really feel that he wants to put on display what he can do in someone's life right in the region that we live in. And I've, I've known this for years, and it's been, honestly, it's been humbling to see, like, what God has done over the years. And so this is just another key piece in the journey of that. Um, and it's exciting to be a part of. It's humbling to be a part of. It's yeah. bigger than any church. I mean, I love River Tree. I love getting to be a part of River Tree and serve our church. But this is way bigger than River Tree. This is, this, yeah. is, this is multiple churches and organizations coming together to kind of realize the dream that I think God already has for our community. And I just really see it as an opportunity for us to step into that. Like he's calling us up and we have the opportunity to join him. It's phenomenal. Jason, you've, you've played a, a huge role in Men of Iron, uh, whether you realized it or not. Because really? <laughs> you, you, were, you, were, you were the guy that God used to, to mentor and disciple Brian Ziegler. Mm. And, and even before that, I know mentoring and discipleship has always been a passion of yours. Uh, it's something you believe in wholeheartedly. And I remember having this conversation with you. I hope you don't mind me throwing you under the bus a little bit. Sure. But, um, <laughs> you know, when we were talking early on and, and when we had first met each other, you're like, you know, the church is just, we're not very good at it. We're not mm -hmm. very good at discipling people. Um, and and I think we've seen that happen. We, we've seen the reality and the truth behind that as an organization. When we go in, um, you know, we, we can get caught up in, in, in the Sunday experience, mm -hmm. right, uh, as a church. And I'm saying, you know, big C, you know, capital C church. But, you know, when it comes down to getting in the ruts and, and the trenches of life with somebody uh, and, and, and getting into God's word together uh, and getting into prayer together and building spiritual disciplines together and educating somebody in that process, that, that's a very difficult process. Mm -hmm. Uh, and it's a difficult process to, to, to multiply, to, to scale that is, it's hard because mm -hmm. you're with one person, yep. linking arms for 12 months, 24 months, 36 months, whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. um, but talk a little bit about your passion for mentoring and, yeah. and why, uh, yeah, why, why you're wired this way and why you feel like uh, to build out those 20,000 missionaries, it's more than just the local church that needs to do that. Yeah. Well, I, you know. I really got serious about Jesus when I was about 18 years old. Uh, I was a freshman at Malone University, and um, it was um, the relationships that God put in my life that changed my life. And I mean that. I mean, I, God literally had me walk into a group of guys in the dorm I was in that became what the expression of Jesus Christ's love was to me, mm. and it changed my life. Mm. Those guys changed my life. Mm. And God put um, professors and uh, other guys on the football team and um, just, you know, people in my life uh, at Malone, I was, I was discipled. Um, I, I got into the Word for the first time in my life in that way. I saw the Holy Spirit in power on trips with these people. I got more Jesus in those relationships in five years than I think most people get in their lifetime. Mm -hmm. And so honestly, I don't know anything else. Like when I hear church, that's what I hear. When I read Acts, I think of the house I was living in with a bunch of guys when I was a senior at Malone, you know, off campus. It really was like that. Like I, and I used to think that everybody had that experience, and they just haven't. 
And I have a real passion to just um, let people experience Jesus in relationships in a very real way because that's the way he designed it to be. And I'm not a hater of the church. I love the church. I love the church. Big is not bad. God is using the church in all different ways. Um, But the bottom line is is, is that if we don't receive Jesus' love and power through relationship, we're not going to be able to give his love and power through relationship. So what you guys are doing, um, connected to the local church, you guys are helping us do what we want to do, but we don't always know how to Mm. do I'm convinced in the local church, there's people sitting out there hearing our sermons every weekend that are nodding their heads saying, yeah, but then the other thing in their head is, well, I don't know what to do, and I don't know who to trust to help me do it, because my life's busy, it's kind of complicated, I'm a little fearful anyway, because I don't know if I can do it, and so, especially guys, because we're supposed to know what we're doing, and we don't, Mm. and so I think you guys have given a great, simple framework um, to help a guy have the confidence to go for it with the person they work with or the person they're coaching or the person that they've known for years. Maybe they work out with or see every day. You know, so I just I really think that's what church is all about. And there's different organizations like Men of Iron that can really help be a catalyst for the local church to get a little bit better at the making disciples thing. It's good stuff. Well, Side note, this isn't necessarily brought, uh, this podcast isn't necessarily brought to us by Malone University, but um, since <laughs> we are both, Malone, it's shout awesome. out to Malone, right? Since we are both alum, <laughs> um, this will allow us to tag them on social media then. Yeah. Um, anyway, what, when you think back, I'm interested to know one professor in your time there that impacted you most significantly? I know there's probably a couple, but what's the one? I'm going to give you two. Okay. Um, Dr. John Guybe. Um, Guys, I had, I I mean, I read the Bible maybe here and there in Sunday school because they made me, but I never really read ever. It was just boring. I didn't get it. And I went to this Bible study because there was this girl going there that I thought was good looking. (laughs) And this professor was there. By the way, I ended up marrying that girl. Oh, there you go. Um, but this professor, John Guybe, he, he would sit there with a bunch of college students, and he would not give us the answer, but he knew the Bible like the back of his hand, and he would, um, and he would just, like the Socratic method of teaching, like he would just ask us questions, we'd read the word, we'd comment on it, he'd have us go to another passage. And what we wanted was for him to give us a framework and an answer, and he wouldn't do it. And I'm so thankful that he didn't, because mm. it was so Christocentric, it taught us to get into the Word and to let the Holy Spirit teach us as we read. And that I'm just so thankful that that's, I mean, a lot of the base theology that I ever learned was from him. That's awesome. Um, another guy at Malone, uh, Pastor Randy Heckert, he was the campus yep. chaplain then. And, you know, we go on these mission trips. Uh, he led a trip to Kenya and Tanzania that I got to go on. I thought it was going to be like a work trip. That's what they said it was going to be. <laughs> And I signed up for it, and then I found out that we were going to be mimes. So I learned to put on, like, yeah, like, makeup. Wow. Like, I know how. Um, oh, stuff like that. Like, I totally got hoodwinked. But anyway, on this, <laughs> on this trip, I mean, just a powerful experience of being on a team. And, you know, we acted out, like, a lot of the stories of Jesus. And they were powerful times and, you know, had a chance to share the gospel on that trip. But... Um, I, I remember a sermon he gave on that trip that still sticks with me that he said about the disciples of Jesus. He says that they were with him to become more like him. Mm-hmm. 
and it was from Mark 3, and he talks about how he called the 12 to himself, that they would be with him, and that he might send them out to preach and cast out demons. Mm. And he just kept talking about, you got to be with him. you got to be with him. I mean, Randy, if you're listening to this, I mean, it haunts me when I'm mowing the lawn this day. <laughs> um, and it's, it's so true. You know, after being right. in ministry almost 20 years now in our area, that's so true. Right. Like, you can do a lot of stuff for Jesus, but it's all about being with him. Yeah. Mm. Still, it's all about being with him. Amen. So, you know, I'm just thankful. There's so many others, but just, you know, two examples of, you know, God puts people in your life at just the right time if you if your eyes are open to it, and um, I was fortunate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I look look back, and uh, my time there was interesting. Shane Johnson, Dr. Shane Johnson. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, he probably came in at my end of my life uh, at a time that was pretty dark. Uh, even though I was at Malone, I was kind of in a dark, dark season, and. Um, I'll never forget it. Somebody, I don't even remember who it was, he taught faith and personal ethics. Mm. And it was like an 8 a.m. class on Tuesday, Thursday. And, you know, you didn't take 8 a.m. classes. You tried to avoid 8 a.m. classes all you, <laughs> that you possibly could. But we had been told to take the class, and so I signed up for it. And I walked in and sit down in the first class, and the dude starts preaching. I mean, he just started mm. preaching. Mm. And it was not a class. I mean, it was a it was a, a gosh darn stinking you know church service every Tuesday, Thursday at eight a.m. And from that, I remember reaching out to him and just like, there's something about this guy that I want more of. And and he ended up I remember meeting with him for breakfast. I remember going up to him. I'm not even sure he would remember this. So Doc, if you're listening to this, this this did happen. <laughs> I remember going to him and saying, Hey, I, I just want to spend some more time with you. Can we grab a meal or something? Because I had noticed that he would mentor some of their guys on campus pretty regularly. And so um, he said, yeah, but you've got to meet at, I, mean, I don't remember what time it was, 6 a.m. Or, you know, that's what time you've got to meet me for breakfast, at, you know, before class. And I remember like, okay. But he was very firm. Like, if you're going to meet with me, here's the time we've got to do it. And here's what you've got to do. And he was probably one of the first men in my life, you know, outside of my brothers and my dad. Like, but outside of my family. He was the first guy that looked me in the eyes and told me what a man was. Mm-hmm. This is how a man treats a woman. Uh, this is, you know, how he works. You, this, I don't care, you know, about how busy you are. You should be working. You should be earning money. You should be providing. I mean, just clearly laid it out and, and in a very in-your-face type of way, but loved you in the process. And... Uh, Man, I look back at that dude, and he shifted the direction that I was going. Mm-hmm. He shifted it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm friends with him on Facebook, so I can't wait to bust his chops <laughs> with this story. But uh, I love that guy to death. And it's, it's funny how a higher education institution can, can be used to certainly uh, shift your life a little bit. It really has, bit. yeah. It's awesome, man. So anyway, Stevie, give us some final thoughts, man. What's going on this month? Yeah, final thoughts. Um, you can find us on um, iTunes, so just search Men of Iron Podcast or go to menofiron.org backslash MOI podcast. Hit subscribe, listen to some episodes, leave us a five-star review. Yeah, and depending on when this episode hits, it looks like we're going to be very, very close to the extraordinary give. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so make sure you donate some money to Men of Iron here in the next couple of days. <laughs> uh, you should be getting some information about it. Yeah. Uh, we are trying to raise a hundred thousand dollars in twenty-four hours, so we're excited about that. And we've got our One Iron Classic, December 9th to the twelfth, down in Florida. Um, 
if you want to go on that, it might be a little bit too late, but I don't know. We'll hey, see. it's never too late. It's never too late. Give us a <laughs> ring. Shoot us an email. Yep, we would love to have you. Yeah, so uh, again, you can find us on iTunes at Men of Iron Podcasts, and that is it for today. We are thankful to Jason Lance for being with us today. Thanks, guys. Yeah, it's an honor. Yeah, Jason, thank you. And Jason, this is how I have to. Steve makes me sign off every single podcast episode like this. Um, so I did it the first time, like joking around, and now he puts every, it on every, every time now. So I have to say, blessings and honor and glory and power forever. And that's how we end the podcast. <laughs> See you guys.